Hello again, fellow podcaster, and welcome back to Pod Theory. I am your host, Jason Sircone, and it is the season finale of Pod Theory Season 2. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a quick second to thank Travis Brown. He was good enough to take time to be a part of all 11 episodes of Pod Theory for Season 2. I'm loving this featured co-host format. I've already reached out to some other podcasters to bring more personalities on this show for future seasons. And as I mentioned a couple shows back, if you like hearing Travis on the show, maybe we can bring him back again for another season on another topic. So Travis, thank you for being a part of season two. And thank you for all of the value that you've brought to the microphone for all of the listeners of Pod Theory to consume. Now, as we wrap up season two, let's talk about what should be the number one point of focus with your podcast? And I don't care what your podcast is about. This is where your attention should be. Let's dive in. It's the season finale of Pod Theory. Travis and I have one last great conversation in store for you. Let's dive in. Here we go. Well, it has been a long winding road, my friend, but we have reached the conclusion of season two of Pod Theory. This is Jason. That is Travis. Season two featured co-host who has done a bang up job helping bring the value to the microphone for season two. What is up, man? I'm getting emotional. It's Ready like to wind you this know, down. I know. I hate goodbyes. Coming to an end. It's really like uh it's like the end of the season for our team, you know. And we've we, you know, we're winning the championship here, but then where do we go from here? No participation trophies. <laughs> we're all about number one. Yeah, it's it's gonna be weird. Who am I going to podcast with next week? I mean, to full disclosure, Travis and I banged out this season over three recording sessions, which were awesome. This was a lot of fun to sit down because, of course, we got into some conversations that never made air. Yeah. So just the just the overall value of getting to hang out with you, my friend, has been great, and I'm glad we've been able to put 11 solid episodes in front of our audience to consume and share with others and review and all the good things that people yeah. do with a podcast. I agree. I I. I it's been very valuable to me. And I think value might be the theme of today's episode. I think you're right because we're going to wind down in style and we're going to talk about what should your number one point of focus be with your podcast. And Travis can attest when I sent this show bullet point list, what word did I just pound into the ground? Value. Bingo. We've talked about this already, and I know that this is a word that I, I say consistently and constantly through everything I do. And there's a reason for that. I truly believe that if you're not focused on the value that you're creating, what are you doing? What do you really expect to gain? If you're not doing that, eventually you're going to get found out. People are going to look at you and say, this is bullshit. I'm moving on to something else. So let's talk about value, Travis. Let, let, let's put, if we have to, or if we can, let's put a definition on the value that we're providing podcasters in the podcasting space. How yeah. would you define that? Well, I, I think it's really just, it boils down to two sort of columns. It's like you're either educating or entertaining someone. So I know there's a lot of comedy podcasters out there that when you say you got to bring value, they're like, well, I don't, I'm not a coach. I'm not a, I'm not an expert. I don't do, I don't do anything valuable, but entertainment, taking someone's mind off of 
the crazy world we live in is valuable. Like that would be like saying that movies and TV shows and music are not valuable. They're valuable because they put us in a mind place that either relaxes us or makes us laugh or, or educates us or scares us. Right. So I think that even if you're somebody who is like, well, I'm not a coach and I don't have a program or whatever, I'm not valuable. You are valuable. And storytelling has been happening for centuries. And the reason that we do storytelling is to pass on information generation after generation. Could be a recipe, could be, you know, how to do something, how could be, um, here's another example I love to use. Here's my, here's my perfect, if you're somebody who wants to start a podcast and imposter syndrome jumps up on your shoulder and says, well, you're not an expert, you don't know anything, here's the podcast you can start. You learn how to do something and then you share with people what you've learned. It does not require you to be an expert. It requires you to be curious and share the results. And in my opinion, much more fascinating to listen to than some person jamming the fact down my throat that they're an expert and they've been doing this for 35 years and this, that, and the other thing. Be curious, share the results of things you learn. Now, you don't have to be an expert, but you're still sharing value. So I really think that value is just every single episode, you should have at least one moment that is going to illuminate someone in some way. Transformation, helping them solve a problem, making them laugh, freaking them out, making them think differently. And that's my definition of value. And I don't know if you have anything to throw on top as the icing on that, but I think uh, I might've been talking, I'm going on a kind of a value diatribe here, which is not <laughs> valuable to your audience. No, you absolutely are adding value. And, and, and to speak to that and put the cherry on top of the cake, you, you sort of stole my answer, but you didn't go into a lot of explanation of it. it it's that impact. It's altering somebody's thinking. If you have somebody that comes into your podcast and let's just take it beyond podcasting. When you're having a conversation with somebody and this has been something that's been said about debates. And I think we feel it even stronger now with the political climate of the world. Everybody gets so entrenched in their beliefs that they can't have a conversation where they actually might listen to the other side because what they do is just try to get further and further entrenched. And they feel like it's their job to tell the other person that they need to believe in what they believe in. And if you don't, well, then I can't talk to you. And to me, there's, that's where, you know, communication as a whole has sort of gone off the rails in recent years. But I feel that if you can actually approach something with an objective mind and, and listen to what somebody has to say, and you can get done listening to somebody's podcast, to their video, to their conversation, whatever it is, whatever communication means you're having and say, huh, I didn't think about it like that before, but there is some truth in that. If you're able to do that to one person, that's value in my eyes. If I can listen to something that's going to change the way I think about something, it could be something that I may have believed in for years. I hear an explanation or, or an approach to that belief told by someone that I may have heard something from in the past that I liked, or they just tell it in a different way. That's value to me because now I, it allows me to open my mind and think a little differently. And that could impact a lot of things that I do in my day. So that's how I define it. I mean, look, I mean, if we take this whole concept of value and apply it to the content that you're creating, no matter what 
area of the world you are podcasting in and who your audience is. Creating valuable content is going to add, there's going to equal growth over time because you're consistently impacting your audience with that valuable content. And the more they hear it, the more they're going to want to hear more of it. So they'll stick around, but they'll also start telling others. And when they start recommending that exponential growth kicks in. Very well said. Yeah. I think something that you need to think about is time. It takes time to grow anything that's good. A tree, a garden, your body took, you know, 18 years to grow to your full height or whatever. You know, I'm not a scientist here, but I'm guessing that's around the age, right? Your brain doesn't even fully develop for 25 years. Right. So how could your podcast just explode overnight? So it's crazy to think that as a podcaster in any experience level that you would just overnight in five episodes explode. It takes time to grow. So get used to the thought process that I'm going to do this over a period of time and continually show up if you want to grow that audience and continue to give them value. Yeah, I think that the more you do that, again, going right back to it, it's going to take time. If you're going to podcast, you have to be committed to it. You can't just expect it to take off. We went, This goes right back to the first episode of the season. We kicked off talking about the fact that you can't grow overnight. You can't find massive levels of success overnight. It's got to be a medium that you're committed to and that you understand that you're creating something that's big, that's got some teeth to it, that's got some actual bulk that people can sink their own teeth into when they find it. If you're focused on that, it's going to keep that buy-in huge. And that, to me, is another big part of this. The valuable content that you create increases buy-in because people will tune in for one episode if they stumble upon it and they say, wow, that was pretty good. What else do they got? Oh, man, this episode was really good, too. Um, let me see. what. Oh, my God, this third one. Was good. I'm in. Now I'm binging the rest of the catalog to get caught up. That buy-in is going to lead to those recommendations that they give to others. That's going to lead to them taking a minute to drop a review and a five-star rating. It's going to lead to them sharing that episode on their own social media. Now, all of a sudden, you're building those advocates, but you can't get to that point if your content's not valuable. Yeah, and, and the other thing to consider is that not everyone's going to find you right away. There's been Absolutely. bands, books, TV series. I didn't watch Sopranos till it was off the air for a decade. One of the greatest TV shows ever made. 100%. There's, yeah, there's bands that I've loved, that I love right now, that I've played shows with, that I stared at and said, I don't get this. And so not everyone's going to get you right away. But if you're continually building that content library and you have value in mind, right? And value could even just be like, hey, you know, authenticity. I'm, I'm struggling with something and I'm sharing this because someone might be like, oh my God, I'm struggling with the same thing. And they feel closer to you through that authenticity. So you can't discount the fact that in building a library, not everyone checks out all the books on day one, right? Yeah. You go find yeah. new things and people will find you, but they won't find you if you stop. So you just need to have that mindset of like, this one episode isn't what, I'm, what, I, what my podcast is all about. It just goes into the, the vault of content. So when someone finds me, maybe they resonate with me. And by giving them valuable content, you're giving them more ways to fall in love with you. Okay. Yeah. You're giving them more things to say like, yeah, I, I 
dig what this dude's putting down. And he's, he's saying in a way that hits me, you know, when you're, when you're creating your content, speak to that one person. Don't be like, what's up guys. Hey, everybody say, Hey, you, how you feeling today? Right. And it's like, Whoa, it becomes this immersive experience where you're like at the table with the podcaster. So in making someone fall in love with you, you have to be you. You can't make them fall in love with the person that you think they want to fall in love with. You heard me say in episode 134, I believe, that perfection is boring. Imagine having this perfect person all around all the time. They never swear. They never do anything interesting. They just stay within the lines. They'd be so boring. So remember that like all those nuances that you have about yourself are interesting and people will resonate with them. Maybe you love dogs and your dog barks in the background of your podcast. Don't freak out about taking it out. They may love you so much more because they love dogs too. If you've got a weird voice, lean into it. Multi-million dollar careers have been built off weird voices, okay? But you have a bunch of ways for people to fall in love with you that you could be avoiding because you think it's not what people want to hear. So just want to give you a permission slip right now that like as you are right now you are plenty you are enough you are interesting you are perfect in your own weird way just be that and give that to people and your people will show up and they will fall in love with you if it wouldn't screw up the audio i would be applauding right now because that <laughs> that's huge you know i've always put that focus here on pod theory and if you go back it was more so in episodes one one through 125 in that first season and i think to the same degree as you hear me speak in the intros and outros of season two i'm not saying it like you just said Travis. like hey guys hey everyone like to me i'm like I'm, i'm speaking to one person because very seldom and I'm not saying this doesn't happen because I'm sure there might be people that get together and say, like, let's have a pod theory party and we're going to get everyone to get, I mean, that happens. I want pictures. That would be awesome. <laughs> but you know, more on like maybe like a, a serial podcast or something that's got like this appeal of like a TV show. Like everybody got like me and my friends when the last episode of Seinfeld, we had a party for it back mm-hmm. in 1998. I'm trying to speak to just one person because typically when a person listens to a podcast, it's solo. They're, they're at the gym, they're on a walk, they're in the car, they're by themselves. Maybe they have a passenger car, but overall one person's consuming this content at a time. So that's how I've always tried to speak to people when they're listening to my podcast. And I do that with anything that I put out there is I'm talking to one person. Obviously I'm not, but I know that one person is the one that's catching this information all at once. So it's, a little bit of a deeper dive into that psyche and saying that you and I are communicating one-on-one here. Obviously the messages are going out to multiple people and multiple, multiple people are hearing it, but I want you to feel like you're welcome here. I want you to feel like it's you and I having this one-on-one conversation. Like we're sitting across from each other at a, at, at a coffee shop, having a cup of Joe. To me, that's value in itself is because I, I spoke about this before the, overall erosion of communication in our world these days because we defer to text messaging we defer to social media posts all these things that slowly but surely cut down our ability to have an actual vocal conversation to me when we keep pushing that type of thing further and further down 
and make it less of a priority in our life, it makes us less human. And I want, if, if I can bring a human element to my content and make the person listening to what I'm saying right now feel like it's going right to them and not to this mass audience, that's a win. And, and that focus is something I feel will impact a person and make them want to come back and learn from you some more, get more value from you, be a part of your community on other platforms that you're a part of. 1000%, man. Thought I left you speechless there for a second. No, I'm just, I get emotional when I talk about this stuff because, you know, it's, it's my truth. Like I lived the life of trying to be someone I thought people wanted me to be. And I'm talking about button up shirts and looking professional and using words that I normally wouldn't use because I thought that's what people wanted from me. And the second that I shed all that away and I just decided to be my authentic self, my weird laugh, my weird sense of humor, my terrible language, my fully creative, weird personality and let that all out, everything locked into place for me. It felt better. It looked better. It worked better. And I, I want to save people from thinking that they need to be something that they're not right now. Because what you are right now is the best thing to show people. And yeah, you should learn and grow and become something that you want to become. But as you are now is how you should show yourself to the world. And I, and I, I don't talk about this a lot, but it's, it's, it's important to me because I think it, it, it unlocks a superpower within you. It, it becomes, you know, authenticity is magnetic. And when we're trying to put on the show, <clears throat> we're doing everyone a disservice, including ourselves. So, yeah, you had me a little bit uh, choked up there, bud. <laughs> well, there is so much value in authenticity that we could easily, I think, honestly, we could do a whole season on that because I feel it's a subject that needs more focus. It needs more attention. We need to get back to that authentic spot in our lives where that's what we're putting out to the world. That's what we're projecting because there is a lot of bullshit that you can find in video format, in audio format, in photos. You go on any social media network and it's like that's what they serve up to you because that's what we consume and that's where the attention goes. And it's crazy because it's counterintuitive to the actual results that we want to have in our lives. So if you could give one big closing point, an overarching message to our listeners for season two, as we wind down here and we get ready to close the books, what would that be, Travis? That everything that is on your mind and causing anxiety is something you choose to be anxious about, right? So, you know, worrying is what we do to protect ourselves from getting hurt. And if you could just throw that all out the window, I know it's so tough, but it's like, you know, we talked about thinking about, will this bother me in seven days, seven weeks, seven years? Think about that, like, you 
are creating some of these problems for yourself. We all do it. And so every time you think of something like why it won't work, why you shouldn't do it, why you're scared, just say cancel. Cancel, cancel. I used to do that a lot with negative thoughts. Cancel, cancel. And redirect your thoughts on the thing you want to do. And don't overcomplicate things. Get back to basics. And just do something today. And that's all you can do, right? That's all you can do. So just remember that we overcomplicate things as human beings. We take in a lot of information that complicates things. Just do, I sound like a Nike ad, just do the thing. <laughs> and I've dropped a lot of nugs, man. Subtract what doesn't work. Cancel, cancel. Seven days, seven weeks, seven years. All these things will apply to all aspects of your life. But you have to do it. And you have to do it your way. And you have to do it in your voice and your style. And that is all there is to being a creator. It's a green light. You've got the green light. Press the gas. Let's go. You know, we spent a lot of time this season on these past 11 episodes talking about a lot of myths, a lot of misconceptions, a lot of things that crop up in our day-to-day -day lives when we're looking to create content, when we're looking to build a podcast. And I think if there's one way that I could sum up the best way to I don't want to say ignore those things, but make them less a part of your approach is just to focus on the things that you can control and let all of the other things like metrics, audience growth, reviews, all of these things that we want as a podcaster, let them fall into place as they will and keep your focus on what you can't control because all of those things are going to be there and you can't control them. You can do your best to block them out. You can proceed by focusing on value, the theme of today's episode. But overall, keep your mindset centered on what you can control and the success will come. Will it come tomorrow? No. Will it come the next day? Maybe not. But each action every day, this is all, this is the lesson of compound interest. I will leave you with a book recommendation, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. If you haven't read that, go check it out. Phenomenal read. And one of the big lessons that he covers in that book is that theory of compound growth. You keep doing little actions every day, and it's going to add up to something magnificent. Think about it from the terms of exercise. You exercise today, you might feel good, but you won't lose a lot of weight. Tomorrow, you may not lose a lot of weight. But over time, the more you keep doing that consistently, you're going to lose weight. You're going to reach your goals. You're going to accomplish some big things. So that, my friend, is a season. Thanks again, Travis. I can't thank you Thanks enough for, for taking me, the man. time to do this, brother. This was fun. I loved every minute of it. I can't wait to listen back to these episodes and uh, use them as a guide for the future. And uh, you're a good friend, Jason. You're a good man. You're a, a good mentor in the space. And Again, if I could ask everyone a favor, if you're listening, go hit that five-star review. It's the least you can do for this season that's been put together in this way. So thank you so much. Thank you, sir. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap on season two of Pod Theory. What'd you think? 
As you know, this is the first time I've rolled out the featured co-host format. I truly hope this is something that you're liking, that you're able to get more value from. It adds new perspective and additional perspective to the show. These conversations were valuable. These conversations were worthwhile. And debunking some of these myths and misconceptions surrounding the world of podcasting is something that I've wanted to do since day one. When I launched Pod Theory in September of 2020, that was the initial thought. It wasn't geared just at myths and misconceptions, but ultimately it was to put value for podcasters out into the world. So you have a resource to turn to that's going to help you make a better show. The first 125 episodes of Pod Theory did that, and the last 11, the episodes that made up Season 2, did that as well. If you feel the same way, please take some time to review the episode, recommend it to another podcaster. I want to thank you in advance for taking the time to share and recommend Pod Theory to someone else. This is how you grow an audience. Create recommendable content. If you're listening to Season 2 of Pod Theory and you truly got something from it, the best thing you can do is share it with someone else that you feel can get something from it too. And if they get something from it, they may share it. This is what you keep front of mind as you want to grow your audience. Produce content that's valuable. Produce content that makes an impact. When you do that, you're going to set yourself up for success no matter what the mission of your podcast is. So season two of Pod Theory is officially in the history books. It no longer is. It was. But it's going to live on in archive form. So please go back, listen again, listen to season one. And in the meantime, if you want to stay connected with me, I've got a new podcast in the works. It's going to be coming out soon. It's known as Evolution of Brand. I will drop an announcement here on Pod Theory when that show is going to go live. If you want to stay up to date and stay connected with me, check out jasoncircone.com or jump over to my YouTube channel and subscribe there. That's youtube.com slash jasoncircone. I'll be dropping more content on the YouTube channel now that season two is out. And stay tuned for updates on season three. Like I said, I've already talked to some other podcasters who are looking forward to coming on and being a featured co-host with me. I think it's going to make season three and all the other seasons beyond value-packed and something that you'll absolutely want to tell a friend about. Again, one more time, thank you to Travis Brown of Poddex. Go check out poddex.com. Check out Travis on Instagram at poddex. I can't thank him enough for taking the time to be a part of season two. It's been a great time. The conversations were awesome. Looking forward to doing more collaboration with Travis in the future. So that is it. Season two is done. I hope you enjoyed. Please drop a review and let us know how we did. My name is Jason Sircone, and I am officially dropping the curtain on season two of Pod Theory. End of season. Are you looking to keep the stimulating conversation flowing on your podcast? Of course, and it's easy to do so when you use pod decks. These decks are loaded with episode ideas, conversation starters, icebreakers, and a whole lot more. You can grab each deck individually, purchase them in bundles, or download the pod decks app that features every deck plus podcast mini courses, leads on royalty-free music, connection to the Poddex community, all designed to keep your content engaging and make you a better podcaster. Visit poddex.com to learn more today and follow at poddex on Instagram.